Welcome to One Day in One Year. I am your host, Jerry Wan, and today I am very excited to have a return guest, technically, in Kim Forrester, who is joining us from Singapore, and I will give you a little bit of context. Um, So Kim came on the show, um, or actually we recorded for the show just about uh, 10 days ago um, in the impasse time that I wasn't uploading any episodes um, in its original format. Um, As we are all aware globally, the world has changed. I took a pause. I took a break. And so she's volunteered graciously to come back and um, redo the show. So these are fresh answers recording here um, on Wednesday, March 18th. Um, So Kim, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be back, Jerry. We had such a fabulous discussion last time. I couldn't wait to get back on air with you. And we might upload that at some point in its entirety because I still have the file. But I, I am really glad that you are um, joining us today. So tell us a little bit about Kim. Where where are you from? Where are you now? And um, more about Kim. Okay, so I am born and raised in New Zealand, hence the funny accent. Um, but for the last 20 years or so, I've actually been a global citizen. So I've lived in countries all over the world, uh, throughout Europe and uh, Southeast Asia and Pacific. So I kind of regard myself as, you know, human above anything else. Um, have absolutely adored living in different cultures, getting to expand my perspective. Um, I'm also a holistic well-being educator. So what I do is I blend spiritual philosophy with scientific research, and I pull that together to kind of help people tap into the essence of being human, things like purpose and meaning and happiness, and trying to sort of help people flourish a little more in their lives. That is something I think we need, especially today, um, given all that is going around us, not only our global efforts in our own ways to fight the virus from a public health perspective, but um, people are nervous. Um, You know, people don't have safety nets socially, financially. So um, I think what you are doing uh, with your clients and with those around you in your community is really, really, really important work. So I want to say thank you for that. Thank you, Jerry. Um, so we, we you know we are pivoting a little bit on the question angle. Um, so, given all that's going on, uh, who are you most grateful for today? I am most grateful for the unseen heroes of our everyday lives, Jerry. I think this has been such a fantastic opportunity for us to shine a light on the people that support our lives and that keep us safe and comfortable, and clean, and healthy, even when we are sort of turning our attention to glitz and glamour, you know, when, when, even when we're turning our attention to the sports heroes, and the celebrities, and the politicians, and they sort of garner all of our attention, and a lot of our praise and appreciation, it's the healthcare workers, it's the home delivery drivers, it's the garbage collectors, it's the government officials who are running through all the protocols and making sure that we're safe. These people are literally holding our society together at the moment. And I am deeply and indescribably grateful for them right now in this moment. I could not agree with you more. Um, the world, when the world stands still and you still continue to observe the world spinning, you start to pay attention to the people who actually make it spin. So um, it is 
absolutely the most perfect answer you could have given. Um, thank you for that. Oh, it's and, from my heart, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> and what have you learned or relearned um, observing this, particularly from Singapore, which I think is doing a far better job than some countries out there in helping to prevent the spread of this disease? Yeah, we can touch on that later if it helps. Um, <laughs> so, well, being a global traveler and, uh, you know, sort of a constant immigrant as I've been over the last two decades, I already sort of had an understanding of the broadness of humanity, of the need for interconnection, of the uh, the benefits that come from seeing yourself as somehow connected to the human family. So I'm already bringing that perspective into this current situation around COVID-19. But I must say I am relearning or strengthening my understanding that we are best as individuals when we recognize and appreciate and actively engage the fact that we are interconnected. I think we have a misconception, Jerry, in our daily lives whereby we see ourselves as separate from society, right? There is me as the individual and my needs and my desires and what I want and what's happening to me. And then the world, the community, society is sort of somehow divorced from that. It's out there. And what this current situation is showing is that that's not true. We are but a thread in the tapestry of this world. And we cannot thrive. We cannot flourish. In many cases, we cannot even survive without the interconnectedness of everybody else around us. And for me, watching the societies that are rising up and reclaiming humanity and claiming compassion around the world right now, and watching the communities that are re-engaging with community and connection, um, literally on the BBC just now, there was a, a piece about a man who is now pulling together singers from all over the world and they're singing together via Zoom. And the balcony singers in Italy and the amazing uh, postcards, this beautiful lady in the UK created a postcard for people to print out and put in people's mailboxes to say, are you in self-isolation? If so, how can I help? That there, Jerry, that is what we are being asked to acknowledge that interconnectedness, the sense that we are—we only thrive as an individual when we help and support and lift each other around us. Ubuntu, right? Yeah, I think this entire experience is um, hopefully making people realize that far beyond our born identities, man, woman, religion, color, skin, doesn't matter. At, at the end of it all, um, this impacts everybody. And, and so to get down to that core identity of human to human, I think is something that um, I hope that more people are learning um, because I've learned a lot this past week that, you know, many things that I would have considered non-negotiables or needs or super important sort of don't matter anymore. Um, so it, it's, it's been a process even for me to go through this, um, even this podcast. I, I let it go for two weeks and um, probably a month ago, I would have freaked out, but it was okay because I had more important things to worry about at the time. Yeah. Um, if I can also and, just reframe yeah. one thing. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt, Jerry. Yeah, um, no, no, no. 
what I think is really important for us to understand is that we've come to see sort of holding back or missing out as some kind of sacrifice. You know, we use that word a lot. Oh, mm. I'm being asked to sacrifice my Friday night at the pub, you know, for, for the community. <laughs> yeah. we, we see um, these decisions as being sacrifices when an actually – I see this as an opportunity for us to reframe those choices, those decisions, even those, you know, the, the limitations that are imposed on us. They're not sacrifices. They are investments. They are investments in the greater good of the community that we live and thrive in. That's an amazing perspective that I hope more people are um, either sharing now or, or will share in the very, very near future. Um, sitting where you're sitting, um, given your perspective as this is developing around the world. Um, Kim, how are you uh, doing your part and helping not just your neighbors in Singapore, but global citizens and people like me out here in America um, get through these challenging times? I feel really blessed. Well, in many ways. Um, we actually started activating uh, limitations and and processes back in January because we were very, very lucky here in Singapore that the COVID virus started spreading out of China around the Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year period. So Singapore knew straight away that we were going to be importing these cases. And, and, I, and I see that as a blessing because we came down early and we came down hard. The government here learned a lot of lessons from the SARS outbreak of 2002 and 2003. And I was actually living here at the time. My daughter was born in the middle of SARS. And uh, um, the government here have done everything that I've just been talking about. And the, and the people of Singapore have done everything I was just talking about, where we have accepted limitations as investments for the good of the community. So from very early on, people who have been in close contact uh, with someone who is, you know, test positive for COVID, they are in two-week lockdown, that they just are. Um, but also the government here has visibility over the virus. So for those who are kind of really worried about what's happening, I can I can say from my layman's perspective here that it's all about visibility. So either when your health officials have tested to the extent where they kind of know where the virus is um, and or if people just stay at home for the five or six days, right, or the two weeks that it takes for this virus to present itself symptomatically, then we know where the virus is. And it's no longer an invisible enemy. So that's what Singapore did very, very early. Like I say, they clamped down from the beginning in January. And what's happened here is that we're still cautious. We're not sort of going out to pubs or clubs. And, and certainly I was going to enjoy a, a concert with John Cleese, but that got cancelled. So <laughs> right. I'm, making, I'm making investments myself. But there's a sense of calm now. There's a sense of having adapted to this new temporary norm and we're kind of going about our business. We wash our hands 20 times a day when we go, when we have to go to the doctors or even to the, you know, the telecommunications company, are we getting our temperature taken at the door? And so I do want to encourage people, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It feels like panic now and we've been there. 
you know, every roll of toilet paper disappeared off our shopping shelves as well, (laughs) (laughs) inexplicably. Um, We've been there, but we're humans and we adapt. We're freaking amazing at adapting. So just breathe through this and you will find a way to adapt. Breathe through it, reconnect with what's important as a human and as humanity, and you will find and do what's right. Please do what's right. Isolate yourself. Let's find out where the virus is because there is a sense of calm that comes later on in the process. Thank you, Kim. I think even just the 10 minutes or so that we've been speaking, um, it's it's given me a break from uh, the constant worries of the news cycle and um, just the, the things that you hear. So I, I am personally grateful for um, you coming back on the show and then sharing. I am um, really hopeful that for those of you listening out there that um, you find some peace and some perspective. And if that is you, um, I will ask you to share this episode um, before you flip over to the next podcast that you want to listen to, um, because I, I think it's really important. Um, Kim, share with us where we can find you on the internet to learn more about you, um, the work that you do, um, and get a little bit more of this uh, perspective and, and serenity that you brought me here. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. I've um, I've had a new perspective myself over the last few weeks, and I've realized that it's all about being of service. So I really am hoping to spread hope, inspiration, joy for those who are able to receive that at the moment. People can go to kimforrester.net. Um, on my social media channels every day now, I'm posting a hashtag silver lining, something that is bringing me joy, hope, or inspiration in the midst of all this uncertainty. So if people want to just have that show up in their feed every day, even if they can't accept it at the time and they just scroll past, go on to kimforrester.net and follow through to my social media um, accounts. Also, I have my own podcast, Eudaimonia Pod. It's also on my available on my website, and that's a drop of goodness. So every episode, I explore the traits and the practices and characteristics that can help us flourish in life. So hope to inject a little bit of goodness, humanity, inspiration back into people's lives at the moment. Thank you, Kim. Those links that Kim shared will be available to you in the podcast notes as well as social media channels uh, from which you may be listening to the show. Um, Kim, thank you so much. Um, I know it has been a challenge for all of us here, particularly in America, as we are um, in the still, um, what I would consider to be the earlier days of trying to figure this out. Um, It's been really helpful to see um, a perspective from a place in the world um, far enough, but not, you know, uh, close at heart. to, to know that things are going to get better. It, it is hard to see that. Um, but thank you, um, not only for coming on the show, but the work that you do in general. And um, I really appreciated having you on the show today. Thanks, Jerry. If I can just leave everyone with the words of Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister. She said the other day in Parliament, be strong, but be kind. We will be okay. Thank you, Kim. Thank you.